Hi, I'm Gail Parent, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hello, once again, we are back very quickly, a couple of days, where we have more episodes coming your way from On Screen and Beyond, and uh, like we said, we've been you know, putting in all these people that we were getting from the Behind the Golden Curtain event, and we're trying to get as many as we can on before the event, so uh, we have another episode. This is episode 636 of On Screen and Beyond, the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this week on, or, or this episode, I should say, of On Screen and Beyond, we have Gail Parent joining us. She's a two-time Emmy-winning writer. She wrote for The Carol Burnett Show, Tracy Takes On, and, of course, The Golden Girls, and a whole lot more. It just goes, it's an incredible amount of uh, things that she's written for, and we're going to talk about all that in a few minutes right here on on screen and beyond we're going to just have a quick go over of the remakes and movies and dvd things that uh, we've got coming up uh, because uh, you know two days ago i just did them and <laughs> not too much has happened in those two days that we can get more things on but uh, as far as remakes and stuff but we've got a few so we will get view that and uh, we will uh, get right into it in just a moment. I want to remind you that if you have a suggestion for a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, or you can turn around and do a voice message by clicking on our, you know, any of the uh, socials that we have. Uh, if you click on the link that we have, it gives you the option of sending us a voicemail, and uh, you can get that out to us and, uh, you know, we'll maybe put it on the air if we, you know, if it's something that we want to put on and uh, we'll see what we can do. But right now, let's get right into it. Gail Parent is coming up in a few minutes and it's time for remakes, prequels and sequels on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Well, the remake of The Color Purple will land in theaters on December 20th and Carl Urban has... Uh, Accepted his role, he will play Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 2. That's it for remake sequels and prequels coming up next at On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Ron Perlman and Rosanna Arquette will be in the horror thriller Succubus. And Netflix will premiere Kevin Hart in Lyft. And that's going to be an action comedy movie. And that's coming your way on January 12th, 2024. Right? They've moved, it was going to come out in August, but they've moved it to January of 2024. So uh, we'll keep you informed if there's another change on that one. And that's it for upcoming new movies. And it's time now for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mark Rydell, and I'm a motion picture director. I've directed some pictures that you might know, like On Golden Pond, 
The Rose, Cinderella Liberty, The Cowboys. And I'm delighted to be on this show, on screen and beyond. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Well, Masterpiece Mystery Grandchester Season 8 arrives on DVD on July 25th. And Cocaine Shark swims on to DVD on July 11th. Stooge O'Rama, the men behind the mayhem, will have eight hours of the Three Stooges rarities, and that will be landing on Blu-ray and DVD on July 11th. And that's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Coming up next on On Screen or Beyond, it's TV and entertainment time. TV and Entertainment Time, LL Cool J may be done with the series finale of NCIS Los Angeles, but he will continue doing that role. He will have a recurring role on NCIS Hawaii in Season 3. And Josh Freeze will be the permanent drummer for the Foo Fighters, replacing Taylor Hawkins, who passed away. And Archer will premiere Season 14 on FXX on August 30th, and sadly, it will be its final season. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we are sitting down with writer, producer Gail Parent. She's a two-time Emmy winner for her writing on The Carol Burnett Show and Tracy Takes On. She wrote for The Golden Girls, and she wrote the movie The Main Event for Barbara Streisand, and it just goes on and on. We're going to tell you all about it. Gail Parent coming up next. She's going to be at the Behind the Golden Curtain event, too, this weekend, so get ready for that. We'll be talking about it with Gail. Gail Parent next on On Screen and Beyond. guest today on On Screen and Beyond is a two-time Emmy winner, and it's for her work on the shows Tracy Takes On and The Carol Burnett Show. She wrote over 40 episodes of Tracy Takes On, 14 episodes of The Golden Girls, created and wrote Finders of Lost Loves, 130 episodes of Forever Fernwood, 134 episodes of The Carol Burnett Show, 325 episodes of The Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and episodes of The Tim Conway Show, Rhoda, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Steve Allen Comedy Hour, and she wrote The Main Event, which starred Barbara Streisand. She will be at the Behind the Golden Curtain celebrating the classic TV show The Golden Girls on May 26th through the 28th at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. It's Gail Parent. Gail, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. You have a good voice, though. Oh, oh thank you. Well, you're reading out all those credits. I... I... I, it makes me tired just, <laughs> just, just hearing them. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I, I'm looking at this and it's like, this is incredible. I mean, all the... It's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. Yes. I mean, your head must be full. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you, or empty by now. But well, that's I true. Wrote five, I wrote five novels as well. Wow. I, I know. You must love writing. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, right? 
I don't know how to do anything else. I don't know how to go into a supermarket with a list that I've made, that I have written, <laughs> and get out of there, you know, in, in a good amount of time. I can't, so I can't do anything else. So I must, I have to do this. And I, and I don't mean to deny all the other things you did because the long list that I gave was just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you've done, you know, stuff with Ann Margaret and uh, Don Rickles and, 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 it just goes Bill Cosby and it just goes on and on and on. I mean, I'm just overwhelmed with what you've done. It's just incredible. You've made us laugh so much. I know me too. And I'm overwhelmed by, <laughs> by, by all of that. And um, yeah, laughing. I always thought it was medicinal that I was in a medical field because laughter was really important hmm. to the well-being. Yeah. Now, is that what you always wanted to do from when you were a little girl growing up, that you wanted to write for TV shows and movies and things? Well, I didn't even know that they had writers for television and movies when I was really little. I really thought that they made it up. Mm -hmm. And um, But I used to write letters to people in my family the same house that I was living in, my sisters, my parents. So I always expressed myself on paper. Ah. And looking back, I, I realized that that's what I did. And it was it was kind of crazy because they were having dinner with me. And I'd write them a letter. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So so how did this develop? Did you... Uh... Did you write plays for school or, or were involved with plays when you were in school or, or did it not happen till after? Well, in high school, I did um, work for like a local newspaper. And so that was sort of fun. And in college, I, I think I stayed away from writing as much as possible. But I met my partner in, at NYU. And we lived in the same dorm and a guy, he's a guy. And I think it was the first co-ed dorm in the world. Mm -hmm. And so we started improvising because I, I, my parents took me to see Nichols in May when I was in high school. And a lot, I don't know if anybody still (laughs) knows what I'm talking about, (laughs) but they did sketches and they were so funny and before that, it, it was stand-up comics, and a lot of them, you know, was take my wife, please. Right. And, and then I th- and they weren't making jokes. They were they were doing reality, but in such a funny way. Mm-hmm. And I and I said to myself, "No, that's funny." And this boy, Kenny Soames, who came to college at NYU at the same time I was there had memorized everything they did and I had memorized everything they did. And so we started improvising and we would go to a local club in the village. Cause that's where NYU is in, in Greenwich village in New York. Mm-hmm. And we would, there would be amateur nights and boy, were we amateur and we, <laughs> we would get up and do these sketches that we thought of and um 
it, so it really started in college, but not doing long form, just doing sketches like five minute pieces or seven minutes at the most. Mm-hmm. So that sort of but, got you into the, the format of Tim Conway show, Carol Burnett, correct? Correct. Exactly. And I like, because Golden Girls was actually the first show that I, that I was a staff on, that I was, that I wrote a half hour show for. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, before that it was sketches. I did movies. I did some episodes of half hour shows, Yeah, but go, I really learned on Golden Girls how to write, how to write a script on, you know, it was, it was, how lucky is that, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> you, you learn on the job. <laughs> oh my God. And working what? for such incredible actresses. I mean, comedians and, and so, you know, so good. I've gotten so lucky with that because you give the script to people who don't know how to deliver it. And it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's awful. And you're saying, you're saying um, at the same time, they're doing the lines wrong. You're doing them yourself in your head correctly. But on Golden Girls, they did exactly everything right. Mm-hmm. Carol Burnett did everything right. Tracy Ullman did everything right. Mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand did everything right. Yeah. I got very lucky with the people that I worked for. Yeah. Jeez. Now, explain this for me because I want to make sure we understand what the process is. Now, you write the jokes for, you know, like you say, they have to deliver it correctly, but you're not the director. You're not there. For, I, I presume you're not there when they do the sit down read of the, uh, yeah. of, of the, the, the go through of the show, whatever you want to call it. You are there for that. Oh, you are. So do you get to say, mm, excuse me, you didn't do that right? <laughs> you get shot. That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> because like on Golden Girls, it was a big, long table. So it was the the actresses and the writers. And there were 11 men and me, by the way, for three years on that show. Wow. I know it's really nice. When I think of it, I say, wow. And um, they read the script and you're just hoping that it goes well at the table because it means that you're not going to stay up all night and rewrite it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you don't, you really don't correct them. Or in Golden Rose, you didn't have to correct anybody. Mm, yeah. Because I, I've I've written some things for for movies and things like that, and and it's it's comedy and 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 when the final product comes out, you know, because I wrote it, but I wasn't there for the the filming or anything like that. And when it when it's completed, it's it's like they missed the whole joke. The joke, you know, what's what's going on? You know, they, they didn't even make it into a joke. <laughs> so I know, I know. You you want to bang I... your head on the the wall and say why why. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you had that experience. I've had it a million times, by I'm the way. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's but it's it's it is frustrating, and a lot of writers get so frustrated 
that they're not, you know, they're just writing, they're not directing, and they're not acting. Mm -hmm. And I keep telling them, if you really want it to be your work, write a novel. And nobody's going to change it. And nobody's going to say it out loud, you know. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about it. But then you've got millions of people reading the book, and they're all making it into what they think it is. But by then, it doesn't matter, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to... You have to hope right. that most people and most and most people who are critics understand what you did. You yeah. really have to hope that because it can go very wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> so, so. especially in, in movies. In movies, it could go way off. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you're not there for a table reading, is what we would call it at Golden Girls. Yeah. And um, you're not there in a movie for a table reading, and you're not you're not necessarily on the set every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they probably don't want you there. Is that it, really? I mean, yeah, and you you try to go anyway. I mean, you're like sneaking under the fence and you're sneaking <laughs> over the fence, and you're getting hurt, but it doesn't. But you try you try to be there. Yeah, actually. They don't listen to you, but you try. To- right, yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me of I've been watching the the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and they've got the writing team, and she's the the only she's like you, the only woman who was in the team of writers. And uh, right. then when they do the show, uh, they come out. The writers are all together, and they're sort of watching, but they're staying behind because you know <laughs> they don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to get kicked out. <laughs> You, you stay. You stay as quiet as possible when some when things aren't going a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. And when I, and yeah, she's the only female on that show who's writing. Who's 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 a writer in the show. Yeah. And uh, I had that experience for many many years on the Carol Burnett show. There were nine men and me. Um. And there were like ten variety shows on the air at that time because right. that was that was when they were really big. And out of the the ten, I was the only female writer. So it was like one in a hundred. Wow. <laughs> now, how was it for you? Were, were you? Did they listen to you, uh, or did you have to be forceful to to get what you wanted? You know, how did that work? I was never forceful, I, and I would like just hang around the person that had um, authority and whisper in their ear, practically, you know. So it, it it's it was it was tricky, and I was very shy at first, and um, eventually I got to be um, confident. And so I would say that something is wrong, never to the performers and never go over the director's head because mm-hmm. yeah. that's, that's like death. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I would say it before, you know, before the script was on its feet. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was trying to think of, uh, I've been doing this show for 16 years and I've had so many different people on, but I had, Either uh, it was either a writer, I believe it was a writer, maybe the showrunner, I'm not sure, of Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. And yes. I can't remember what his name was. 
that's you know I figure you must know him but because he was you know worked with the show but um it 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 was you know this of course his interview was last minute so I didn't really have too much time to prepare for it to to dig that deep you know to find out who I had done in the past that you might have worked with but uh, uh but I'm looking over your credits and it's it's just incredible is there any show in particular that was your favorite to work on I you know or top three or something I, like that I I'm so lucky I like it all and I'm still doing it I wrote a play recently and I entered it into a playwriting contest which my son said was not fair he right. said it would be like <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> Entering into a car contest, right? So, <laughs> which I thought was really nice because I the best compliment from a kid I ever got. But um, but but we won. <laughs> I I believe you. I I I can see why. <laughs> so I'm still at it. You know, I really am. I'm still at it, and still 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 scared people won't like what's on the page and still it's the ex- I, I don't feel each show and each project that you did is like you, it's like the first day of school mm-hmm. all over again you know you, you, there's a certain nervousness if you're going to do it right yeah Tracy yeah. Allman had we, you know, Tracy Takes On was the name of the show. And they had three Brits writers and three American writers. And we practically needed a British American American British dictionary. <laughs> because there were, there were words that we, you, you know, and expressions right. that, we didn't have, that we didn't have with each other. It was, it was really interesting. So how did but you... I guess my, my point was is that every every experience is like it's like you're starting kindergarten. Mm. So how did you write on a show like that where you've got, you know, are they were they playing for a British audience or for the American audience or for both? And like you say, sometimes the words get lost in translation. I mean, <laughs> they really do. They really do. Even in the room, you know, you, you would start to to learn things like, you know, I have to go use the loo. And exactly. I was just that. thinking that. <laughs> what? I was <laughs> I was just thinking when you you know the one of the words that popped in my mind of of what's different is loo. You know, I mean, wh- right. okay, who, who loo loo Grant? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was like it, it was eventually Tracy and I wrote a lot together. And um, that really worked well because I didn't know, you know, some of the British characters were very difficult for me to do. You know, you just, you you really did not know the rhythm nor Mm -hmm. the words. Right. So so that's hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, although, you know what? I bet you don't know this. I worked on a sitcom in Paris. And... (laughs) It was called H. It was called Osh, the letter H, and it was about a hospital, and it was and um, it was all in French. My French was high school French, but I had a translator, and it was like it was the same as working in America, 
only we had, you know, like Diet Coke and bagels around. Yeah. And they had orange juice and croissant. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been difficult. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they spoke in French. I had a translator. Wow. And um, I knew I couldn't really craft a joke. But I knew that I could, you know, as we say, you know, break a story. I knew that I could do do stories. It was about three male nurses. And I I knew that I could do outlines. I knew I couldn't do dialogue. Yeah. Huh. Hello, this is Stephanie Powers, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. So with all the people that you've worked with, I, I mean, I'm looking, you worked with the Smothers Brothers. You, you worked with, like I say, Don Rickles, Tim Conway, Carol Burnett. I mean, you know, she's, she's just the, the greatest. Yeah. I, it's totally unbelievable. And I just saw the Smothers Brothers because my guy that I'm with handled the Smothers Brothers and all his all his clients are older now, like Smokey Robinson. Mm -hmm. But he did handle Don Rickles. And it's it's funny because you know now I'm sort of around it again. We went we went to Sonoma and the Smothers Brothers did did, did an act of retrospect and, and it was great. Mm. So, you know, I really, again, lucky, but the, my, my, but the first, when I was, when I was signed at William Morris, the first show that I was turned down for was this Mother's Brother show, the original one. Mm -hmm. And um, they said they didn't want a female in the room because, you know, the guys would like to use language that's they didn't think would be appealing to me. It's very appealing to me. <laughs> <laughs> the dirtier, the better. I mean, uh, you know, Golden Girls, We the the jokes came out first. They came out dirty, you know, <laughs> dirtier than what you saw. <laughs> and, then we, and then we toned it down. So the censors must have been saying, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> Then you'd have to back it off a little bit and change the words. And right, it was we, well. We we actually censored ourselves because it really got raunchy. But they, but I eventually worked for the Smothers Brothers. But at first, you know, that was an excuse, and I was very very young. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's not a bad excuse. That's good. <laughs> Well, is there anybody that you were in awe of when you were working for them that you got to all meet? Of, all of them. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Carol Burnett? And, I, you know, because we, we knew who she was. And uh, and the guest stars. Mm, yes. I think Lucille Ball was, was all of a sudden saying something I wrote. It was just crazy. You know, because I grew up with them. Right, yeah. I mean, I mean I, my eyes were always wide open. My jaw was always dropped. It was, it, it, to this day, it's all amazing. Amazing. 
Yeah. Or to, to meet some of those people who now, now sadly have passed. And, uh, uh, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. just incredible to, to be able to, uh, know that you, you knew these people and wrote words that they spoke and everything. It's just, uh, just, uh, so. now I'm going to cry. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now you made me cry. <laughs> But uh, so, Gail, um, I, I mean, I could go on forever because there's so many things I could ask you, but I know we were limited on time. And uh, I also want to uh, talk a little bit about the Golden Girls uh, more because uh, you are going to be at the uh, the Behind the Golden Curtain event at the Orinda, California, Orinda Theater. And uh, that is going to be quite an event. And, uh, you know, you you are the person, like you said, we before we got on the air, you mentioned that, you know, people know every word. You've probably forgotten some of those things that you wrote for them, the lines. But the, the, the guests that are going to be coming to this event are, are probably going to know more of the lines than you remember, right? Right. The, the fans are amazing of this show. They're amazing, amazing fans and a lot of young people. And we went to um, a Golden Girls convention in Chicago, and this guy said, well, I finally did it. And he rolled his shirt up, and he had this big, dark tattoo that said Golden Girls. Hmm. So, I, you know, this event is going to be great oh, yeah. because there's a lot of entertainment attached to it. You know, it's not just people talking it's we it's really they're going to be performing and everything and it's it's going to be fabulous It'll be fabulous i mean it's it's a lot of great adoration but that's besides the point mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. audience is gonna love it yeah now do you know which uh, are you in certain panels that you know of or did you not know yet the the actual schedule well i'm, I'm in panels and mainly with people that i wrote with Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, we know each other well. As a matter of fact, on when we were writing on Golden Girls, Jim Vallely, who's a brilliant writer, he went on to do Arrested Development, mm-hmm. um, would say, I can't think of an idea unless I'm lying on top of Gail. And I would lie down on the couch and he would get on top of me. And I thought nothing of it. This is not, this is like the opposite of me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, exact, the exact opposite. Now, he's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there, and he's he's just so funny and so brilliant. And um, so a few of the people that I worked with are going to be there. Now, was Terry Hughes directing when you were writing? Yes. Yes. I, I, I've interviewed, I interviewed a couple of weeks ago, uh, Terry, Terry was on here and uh, it's, it's fascinating stories. It's just, just incredible. Well, you know, we were, we were right across from the stage, but, and we watched run-throughs every day. But the, we we spoke to the actresses and everything, but we never gave them notes or anything. And Terry, by that time, because we came on season, um, there were what, there were seven seasons, so it was the last three years. Uh-huh. And 
it worked. The, I mean, the machine works so beautifully. That's why I'm looking forward. I think they're going to do some performances, um, you know, in, in behind the golden curtain. Yep. Yeah. And I really look forward to that because it's it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be so so much fun. So many guests, guest stars, guest writers, producers. Everybody is going to be there. They're going to have parties, and it's just going to be so much fun. And you're going to be there. People can meet you and uh, talk with you and get a picture, I, maybe. <laughs> yes. I can't believe how lucky I am. I really can't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. Well, Gail, I want to finish up with one final question here. And it's going to take us away from all the, well, I'm looking at the numbers here, uh, hundreds thousand shows you've written <laughs> whatever the number is you know i see 325 134 130 you know just so many but uh, the of all the shows that you've written and everything uh taking us away from all that but when you sit back and relax what are your favorite tv shows now and of the past not ones you were you were writing for or producing or anything but ones that you just enjoy watching and what's your favorite movies are your favorites? Well, I still enjoy Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy Friends. I mean, they're just classic, wonderful shows. I loved Veep. I I really liked it. And movies, I'm a little soppier about, which um, I love this. My favorite movie is this French movie called The Now My Love. And it's it's, you know, I can watch it like 22 times a year. Hmm. So it, it, it's romantic. And, and actually, I never laugh. So if I go to watch a comedy movie and I'm sitting there with other people, I never laugh out loud. Even if I think it's funny, I, I say to myself or under my breath, that's funny. So... <laughs> I think I I can't I can't really enjoy um a comedy movie because I I'm I'm analyzing it all the time. Oh really? Your mind goes into to writer mode, huh? Yeah, the construction of that joke, you know, mm-hmm. that line. And so I I don't laugh out loud. Hmm. Wow. In movie. Yeah. And I'm laughing the rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I I I think it's it's yeah I it's when I'm watching television if I'm watching a, a comedic thing it's the same thing I say that's funny yeah. <laughs> do do you ever say in your mind well if they had said it this way or done it that way or wrote it this way that it would you know it would be better <laughs> yeah sometimes I, I, you don't want to watch anything with me ever. <laughs> because I, I repeat the line the way it should have been with the, with the, with the accent on the right word. Ah. Do you, you, you know, it like annoys me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. like, it's like, because it's like music and you know, if you hear it wrong, it's, 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 it's not good. You know, it's, it's, it's a discord. You you don't hear the joke 
musically correct. Yeah, yeah. That, that, well, just, you know that. You know that, right? I mean, we would sit in the at Golden Girls and discuss whether it should be a the or an ah uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it made a difference. Yeah. Now, I... I, I I know I said one last question, but it, it, while we're talking here, it, it brought up another question that came to mind. And uh, on the the Carol Burnett show, because you wrote so many of them, um, were was there any certain scene that was your favorite? That you know, like one mind, one thing that comes to my mind during the Carol Burnett show was always the one the, the Gone with the Wind parody. Oh yeah. You know, but is there any shows that you did that, uh, you know, or did you do that one or whatever? But was there any show that particular that you had fun writing for her? Well, we did um, the soap operas, Kenny Soames and I. Oh, the stomach turns? As the stomach turns. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that was so much fun. And I think Betty Grable was in one. It's just, it was astonishing who, you know, who was there. And it was, I you know, Carol did it so perfectly. Yeah. Which she did everything perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gail, yeah. Gail, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to share with us. And uh, I'm sure people will be asking you more questions at the uh, Behind the Golden Curtain event that's coming up on May 26th to the 28th at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. And uh, I thank you so much for joining us here. You know, I can't wait until this weekend because I'm really looking forward to watching it. I really enjoyed talking to you, and thank you for having me on. And a big thank you going out to Gail Parent for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And, uh, you know, it's so fascinating to sit down with somebody who has done so much, has made us laugh so much over our life. And, uh, you know, I, I love the Carol Burnett show and, uh, I can remember watching it all the time and everything. And it's just, just, just such a funny show and all the other things that Gail wrote for. And, uh, it's such, such a pleasure to talk to her and hear a little bit, you know, we're trying to get in, uh, as much as we can in a short time and, and you just can't do justice with it with such a person who has done so much. But uh, we, uh, you know, want to give you a little bit so you get to know the person a little bit better. And we hope you enjoyed that. And be sure if you have a chance and you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, that if you are near Orinda, California, you can go this weekend for the Behind the Golden Curtain event that is going on uh, for the last couple of weeks. We've had a lot of the guests who will be there. And uh, they'll be talking and having events and uh, there's going to be screenings and it's just going to be so much fun. Get there if you can, because, uh, you know, it's just just, just going to be an amazing time. Uh, and of course, most of us can't get there because it's, you know, it's just not able to, you know, be there in San Francisco area uh, in Orinda. And, uh, you know, hopefully that we've given you a little bit of uh, the the people who are going to be there and you can know their stories and hear about the Golden Girls and different things they've done. And uh, it's just so much fun. I hope you've enjoyed that. And we will get back to our regular show <laughs> as we normally do. Normally, it would be on Sunday, but in a couple of days, we are going to be having it come out because... We are going to have a guest 
who um, it has a new show coming out, and that comes out on, I don't have my calendar with me, but I think it's coming out on Friday. I think on Thursday, I'm going to try to get that one out for you um, because we'd like to get it out before the event uh, that, uh, you know, they're about the new show that's coming out. It's going to be on Netflix. I'll tell you about more about that coming up in the next episode of On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you'll be listening for that. And, uh, Keep listening to On Screen or Beyond. Tell a friend, like us, uh, leave a review. Hopefully a five-star review helps get more people onto the show here. I keep telling you that, and, uh, you know, uh, more and more people are downloading. Download as many episodes of On Screen or Beyond as you can. Listen to them all. Uh, it's going to take a long time, but <laughs> with over 600 episodes, uh, it's uh, a lot of fun, though, listening to those people. So hope you enjoy them. And uh, I will be back with another episode very shortly here at On Screen and Beyond. So that's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. Till next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zemarak. Take care.